0: Thanks for listening to the Refuel Podcast. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for a new episode. Come on up and find a place up here if you're graduating this year. Come on up. As they're making their way up, make sure to give it up for our seniors. Woot, woot. We're glad. We're glad, glad, glad to have you. So um, what I'm going to do here is we've got some, uh, and Jordan's kind of back there to, to And and Caden's back there. Kind of watch this. Caden, you can come up here if you want to, bro. Um, I'm just going to kind of randomly give out some microphones. And um, just because I gave you one doesn't mean you have to talk right away. But um, (laughs) what we're going to do is we're going to be doing some Q&A with some of our seniors. And um, there are two questions that every senior my Bible's back there. Can somebody run my Bible up? It's got the questions in it. Um, there are some questions that every senior, every senior has to answer. Um, but then there are some questions um, that if you want to, you can answer. So um, what we're going to do, um, should we start on the right or on the left? How many say the right? How many say to the left? Right now, well, my right or your right? My left or your? Left? Let's just start over here. Let's start here with the guys. We'll make the guys go first, okay? Uh, <laughs> so we've kind of got divide, yeah, gender divisions here. So we're gonna start. We'll start with the guys and go this way. That's one time, you know. Maybe we'll let the guys go first. Um, so the first question is very simple. Very simple. We know what grade you're in, but the question is, who are you? Who are you? So I want you to give. <laughs> Some of you are still figuring out who you are. Give your name and what school you're graduating from. We'll start with Jackson.
1: Well, you just said my name. I'm Jackson. uh, Jackson Burdick, and I'm graduating from the Burdick Academy for Boys, a.k.a. I'm homeschooled. Awesome.
2: I'm George, and I'm graduating from Huntington High. I'm Cody, and I'm graduating from Cowboy Middle. My name's Tucker, and I'm graduating from being homeschooled.
3: Uh, I'm Jack and I'm also homeschooled.
2: I'm Josh and I'm graduating from Fairland.
3: I'm Ethan and I'm also homeschooled.
4: I'm Josie and I'm graduating from Cabell Midland. I'm Emily and I'm
5: graduating from Cabell Midland. I'm Ella Atkins and I'm graduating from Huntington High.
6: I am Alyssa Rowe and I'm graduating from Spring Valley.
0: Awesome, so we're gonna do this a lot, but give it up another time for graduates. It's okay to be obnoxious when you're clapping for graduates too. so we're going to ask some questions that you can or cannot answer. If nobody answers, I'm just going to start picking people at random, because uh, there has to be at least two or three answers to every question. So the first question is, what was the most awkward moment or the au- most awkward thing to happen to you during your high school career? Jackson's already volunteering, so let's pass the mic over there to Jackson and let him, let him start out. So this
1: is the first one that came to mind, I tell this story a lot. Uh, when I was in middle school, um, I was in the gym one day, and this was back when the Browns were here, for all of you who remember the Browns. And uh, Eden was on a ripstick. it's the, the littlest girl. She was like four at the time. She was just flying across the gym. I was just walking my way towards class, like through the gym. She comes flying around this kid, and so I try to jump over her to avoid, like, knocking her off the ripstick. And as I go up, I hear this slight rip. And at the time it didn't even cross my mind just cuz of the adrenaline of like trying to dodge a child on a ripstick. So you know, I land, she's fine, she just keeps going like nothing even happened. I'm a little freaked out, a little shaky. So I walk to the classroom. I sit down and I look and there's a rip in my in my shorts. Literally from here all the way around to here. <laughs> so like it's not as small. It's like a Grand Canyon sized rip in my shorts. And so I'm sitting down under the table. Nobody knows. Nobody's seen it. And so the whole class I'm just thinking mom don't ask me a question because mom was my, my tutor. And so mom asked me a question and she's like alright stand up and answer the question. And I was like mm-mm. I was like no, I'm not standing up. And she was like stand up. I was like, mom, not, I'm not gonna stand up. And so I like wave her over and she like looks all mad and I'm like mom, I ripped my shorts, and she's like, oh. And so we had to get Mike Akram's uh, sweatpants. And it, it literally, <laughs> they were like 800 sizes too big. That was so <laughs> embarrassing for middle school me.
0: The sweatpants of shame. Who else wants to go? Anybody else have any awkward moments?
7: Well,
0: let's hear it, Ella. No, I don't- <laughs>
5: because you ask this question every year, and I've been trying to think of one for like the last week, and so this is the best one I've got. So um, we we're this was this happened very recently. I was doing Beauty at the Beast. It was the school show. Oh, there's sorry. Um, and we were, it was the school show. So school was still in session, and all the principals were still walking the hallways, and we have to enter the like the audience, like we run through the audience through like the back of the school, and so we were staying in the hallways and we had some time before and me and like four other girls had this huge like fight scene and so we were messing it up like the past couple shows and so we tried to run the fight but we kind of didn't really realize the school was still in session so we start doing like running the fight and a principal like starts running up to us and they're just like girls girls stop 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 fighting and we're like what we're just like we're not actually fighting she was like are you sure you're not fighting you're like Yes, we
0: love each other, it's okay. <laughs> so, that's my story. That's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Anybody else have an awkward moment you want to fess up to? Okay. Going once. Going twice. George
5: got lots of kisses when he was really young
0: on the stage. Every time I go to a show, George is getting kissed. I don't I don't know what's up with that. So um so um Let's go to the next question. (laughs) We'll spare George here. Um, What is one thing that you'll miss about high school? Or maybe at this point you're like nothing. What's one thing you you think you'll miss about high school? George.
2: (laughs) Um George. one thing I'll miss is consistency. Having a, a routine mm-hmm. every day that I can count on. Yeah. Um, as much as I don't like waking up at 6.45 in the morning every morning, <laughs> at least it was something that I knew I was going to have, uh, which is something we don't have now, but I'm, I'm, I, I like that. But I think, I think it's part of growing up is being able to establish your own consistency rather than relying on high school.
0: Anybody else? Something you'll miss?
1: Oh, well, one thing I'll miss is, uh, as a homeschooler, all the topics I've studied are from a Christian worldview, and it's all, all been things I've enjoyed for the most part, but where I'm going to Marshall now, it's probably not going to be very Christian, uh, and so I, I will miss that, but it, it's, it's more like a challenge thing.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Anybody else, something that uh, you'll miss?
3: I agree with Jackson. Yeah.
0: You're all just ready to be. You're, you're glad you're out, right? You're done. You can move on. And can we turn the lights on? I forgot to ask if we turn the lights on. April's heading back there anyway. Or Caden, Caden's on it. Um, so let's go to the next question here. Um, we're going to talk about good things now. What are some perks to being a senior? You're a senior. You're at the top of the class. You're, you're there. You're at the top of the school. What are some perks? Yeah, it's at,
2: least, at least I place it high. Uh, it feels like I can do anything. Like, I just walk around the the whole way and they don't say anything to
3: me at all. So it's nice. It's so true, though. Like, uh, School's a lot, lot less. For at least when we do homeschool, like CC, the workload is a lot a lot better, but it's a lot easier to do. There's not as many papers. We've done two papers, maybe, and one was a 15-page senior thesis that we had to defend in front of a group of judges. Other than that, it was it was really easy. It was... But it was a really good year. It was really good. Okay. Bree? Your, teachers,
6: your teachers like you a lot more. <laughs> if you were good. Yeah, Because <laughs> when you're younger, they don't really, sometimes they get, Little.
7: Well, yeah. They're nice so, with you.
0: So you can kind of get away with some stuff maybe yeah. too. Yeah.
7: You get to leave school like a week and a half early.
0: <laughs> yes. All, all these guys are jealous right now. Y- y'all are done. Y'all are finished. <laughs> Anybody else a perk to being a senior?
1: This may be controversial, but I, I like the, the beginning to bear some more responsibility uh-huh. uh, for yourself and then also for like if you have a job, like kind of growing into that. Uh, it's, it's a transition period that can be hard, but I've enjoyed it.
0: Good. Anybody else want to take a stab at that one before we, uh, before we move on? All right, let's go to the next question. Um, what will you be doing next fall... Or next year. Is this everyone? You, whoever wants to share, what will you be doing?
3: Would you like to share, Jim?
0: Four-year <gasps>
1: online degree, general business at
0: Marshall.
7: How many of us are going to Marshall?
0: Yeah, we're we're a Marshall students. <laughs> oh man, there's gonna be a whole refuel posse at Marshall. Wow, that's awesome.
3: <laughs> well, I will be going to a uh, cosmetology school in Charleston. So I can become a barber.
0: Awesome. Can you, can you cut my hair tomorrow? <laughs> Anybody else want to share what they'll be doing next, uh, next year, next fall? Josh?
2: I will be in Aviation Maintenance School at Tri-State Airport. As a,
0: mm-hmm. Awesome.
2: Then a piloting degree hopefully in the next okay. few years.
0: I'm ready to be on a plane and hear Josh's voice come over the intercom. So <laughs> I feel very safe. I'll feel very safe. Anybody else? Before we go to the next question.
3: Marshall like Marshall. Yeah. All around. Yeah.
0: You'll, you'll know some people, won't you? Um, here's the next question. What was the hardest thing that you had to deal with uh, during this past school year? During your senior year. What was the most difficult thing Papers. you had to deal with? Alyssa said papers. She was Alyssa said I, papers? Submitted,
6: I submitted a 29-page assignment this year. Oh, my
0: goodness. Oh, wow. Man.
7: Honestly, um, everything, because I like, got a really hard workload this year. So if I could give any advice, I maybe wouldn't pick your senior year to take, like, five AP classes. I'd maybe just go half day and enjoy your yeah. life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't go so hard, huh? Half <laughs> <laughs> the Anybody else? What was what was difficult to deal with? Probably the Jessie? most
4: difficult thing wasn't like school involved, it was more like personal involved, like figuring mm-hmm. out what the future would look like and what I would want for
6: it. Yeah. And that was hard.
4: Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's difficult. But, <laughs> but you got it.
6: <laughs> this is just not happening right now, but like leaving and like being like away, but you're not going to see a lot of people again. Right. So it's like, that's like all hitting me. It did today yeah was like Yeah.
0: was
3: yeah. Um, for us it was senior thesis and also saying goodbye to everything like a lot of us are going to have to be saying goodbye to the youth group pretty soon which is tough for some of us like I've been here six years coming almost every Wednesday Sunday mornings, Sunday nights whenever it was yeah. and so just saying goodbye to that is going to be really tough and everybody that works here y'all have been like a second family
0: yeah so there's some of these guys up here been here since sixth grade where are the sixth grade guys at? Sixth grade guys, right your hand. So these guys used to be the sixth grade guys that ran, that just run th- right through you in the park. And now look at them. They're looking pretty good, right? They're not breaking pool sticks anymore and blaming it on Stonewall. Um, so um, that's still a sore spot. Um,
1: <laughs> Believe it or not, for all the middle schoolers in here, I know me and Georgia are pretty mellow now, but on our first day we kicked a dodgeball into the light.
0: Yeah. So th- there has been a little bit of property damage from this group. Plenty, so.
3: plenty of broken foosball people. A foosball,
0: lot of men. Foosball, foosball, man. Tables. Few holes in the wall, a few light fixtures. So, but you guys are worth it. All right, let's go to the next uh let's go to the next um go to the next question. Um do you have a favorite verse and why do you like it? Now, I should qualify this. You don't need to provide like an exposition or an exegetical sermon on your verse. Um, just you what? But what's you, if you have kind of, I don't want to say a life verse, but if there's a favorite verse that you have, like what verse is that, and, and what, what kind of draws you to that verse? George. Yeah. George. Um.
2: My favorite verse is First Corinthians thirteen four, mm-hmm. which for all that don't know, that's uh, love is patient, love is kind. I think it's my favorite verse because in the past year, um, the the lesson I've learned the most is that I just want to love everybody. And I, I feel like if everybody loved everybody, which is going to be really cheesy, but if everybody loved each other, just imagine how much better the world would be.
0: You know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Anybody else want to get? who's next? <laughs> Emily?
7: Oh, please. Sorry. Um, My favorite verse is Esther 414, and there's, like, different translations, but the one that sticks with me that, like, I saw on Pinterest is, it says, perhaps this is the moment for which you have been created, and I really like that because I think it kind of reminds you to, like, live in the moment, like, even in the happy and sad times, like, it's all a part of God's plan, and so if you're living, um, You know, the the most fully that you can. You never know whenever that's going to be the moment. Whenever your life can change or somebody else's life can change on behalf of you. So I just like that because it reminds me that I'm going to get through things and that I should stay focused through all the good and bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, right on. That's great.
1: Serious or funny? Favorite funny verse? (laughs) Somewhere in Leviticus, it said there's a verse that says all fat is the Lord's and that's really a comfort when we have little babies oh, yeah. in the house oh, yeah. um, seriously though um, can't pinpoint a verse but I'll throw out some chapters uh, John 6 and John 10 uh, Jesus is speaking and it's, it's a lot about assurance of salvation um, Jesus using the, the sheep and shepherd analogy saying I know my sheep and they know me they will never leave it's just very comforting to, uh, to read that and to know that, that truly we are Christ and there's no, there's no falling away from that
0: absolutely Anybody else can go, Listen,
6: Jeremiah 29, 11 mm-hmm. is actually like the one that I put on my cap. Yeah. And it is, I don't know, word for word, but it's like, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to give you hope in the future. And basically just like, that just like gives me comfort that there is a plan and it's going to work out. Yeah. No matter what's going on like right now.
0: Yeah, awesome. I
6: mean, Ella's is right up
5: my. Oh, yeah, it's like two verses apart. We're just gonna put it together, but it's t- um, Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. It's if you look for me you wholeheartedly, you will find me. There's yeah. Like lines of that.
4: I really love that verse.
3: That's awesome. Can I do
0: a book? A book? I, I well, as long as you don't quote the whole book. I don't going to quote
3: the whole book, but I just can't pinpoint it. Um, I would say Proverbs because it's always got a lot of practical wisdoms in there. Um, yeah. If you're ever, looking for something to read in the Bible. I've had that issue a lot and only recently found out about Proverbs fully, but it's a really, really good book if you're uh, trying to start reading the Bible. That's a great place to go.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Thank you, Ethan. Anybody else? Going once? Going twice? Oh, oh, Josie has one. <laughs> Maybe I can't
4: remember it right now, but it's in Something like, for I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Yes. And that is so comforting and so encouraging that even the days that don't feel great, (laughs) which are a lot, um, he's still working in me and if he began it, he will complete it.
0: Yeah, that's great. I like that verse. One of my favorites. Anybody else? All right. We're going to go to, we got two more questions left. You guys doing okay? Anybody need to sure. stand up and stretch? Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, the, the next question is, if there's a, one moment in your life, kind of like look back you know, over your life. If there's one moment in, that has changed your life so far, what was it and when did it happen? If there's one moment that changed your life so far. What was it and when did it happen? Um,
4: December 13th in 2020. I met my best friend, and that was actually at the church I go to on Sundays, Uh and that's where I began um, to really grow in my faith, and um, grow alongside the girls that I love so very much, and it's just, that has changed my life.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Anybody else?
5: I think I've got one. Um, In like eighth grade, maybe, like summer after eighth grade, like before I started high school, I went to this camp. And I don't know what it was about that camp, but I just did not like it. And I was like all the way in North Carolina. I was supposed to be there for a week and I just like hated it there. And um, like knowing that I was by myself, like my parents couldn't pick me up, which like they eventually did because I'm scared of everything now. But um, <laughs> that I think was the moment where I realized that I wasn't putting enough faith and trusting God that I needed to because I couldn't make it on my own. And I, that was the moment I realized I couldn't make it on my own and that I needed to trust in the Lord more, and that's what changed my life.
0: Awesome. Jackson? I've
1: got an answer. Uh, Other than the day that the Lord appointed for for me to be saved, uh, which is death to life, which I guess isn't really life-changing, that's more of just giving life in general. Other than that, um, there was a camp last summer in very early July, and whatever month comes before July, um, It'll be June. Called, yeah, June <laughs> uh, called Snowbird, and going into that camp, I was wrestling with the question of apostasy, like whether or not you could lose your salvation. Um, and at that camp, the Lord was gracious enough to teach me that you can't lose it. Um, and that was that was just. I, I remember the exact moment that it clicked. It was like I was like I, I think I get it. I think I get it. And it was like, oh, I get it. And it was it was it was just so cool.
0: That's awesome. Uh,
7: I have one, and I mean, this is a tough question. There's been a lot of moments, but especially thinking about refuel, I remember on Passion Night, like probably my ninth, eighth or ninth for a year, um, I remember we were listening to the lesson and stuff, and I think that's just such a great night in general just because it's passionate, <laughs> and you hear about, you know, You hear the the message of Jesus dying on the cross, and that's just touching already. But, um, you know, I got saved when I was really young, and I've always known I was saved, but I think whenever you reach a certain age, you start to think, like, like, I don't remember the moment, like, am I saved? And I feel like in general, just questioning that, it's almost like, well, yeah, you are, because you want to, and you believe it, and you are saved. But I remember specifically during that service, just hearing the message of forgiveness and Jesus dying on the cross, I just remember feeling like emotion come over me and I was like taking notes and stuff and I was like wow this is amazing and I went home and I just felt so like free because like I knew like I'm saved and almost similar to Jackson's it's like I knew that nothing could ever change that and so that was just a really cool moment
0: that's awesome anybody else
3: Um, I would say the. I can't pick a specific day but the summer of 2020 was when it really changed for me because um, I was still trying to decide if I was going to jump a grade and join Jackson's class or if I would stick back and join a different class. But eventually, um, after thinking about it a lot, I jumped to Jackson's class and it was one of the best decisions I've ever done and I've never been able to grow so much.
0: Awesome. Anybody else? Going once, going twice, all right this is the last question and this is an everybody question and this is the question that we always end our senior night on. If there's one piece of advice, if you could leave your youth group with one piece of advice, what would it be? Now we've had all like quite a variety. We've had some people give some very wise nuggets of spiritual wisdom we've had one guy that told the whole youth group to never pee into the wind <laughs> so um, so this is your final opportunity to share one thing with your youth group so it could be a very practical piece of advice like don't lose your keys um, or it could be something you know, spiritual um, So. We'll do. We'll start again over here with the guys and, and work our way to the ladies. Uh, but if you had to leave your, if you could leave your youth group with one piece of advice, what would it be? We'll let Jackson start and just kind of go around the, or go across the, the, the chairs there.
1: All right. I've got two two different pieces of advice uh, that I think are are huge. Um, being young. Um, the first one is is seek to be humbled by God. Um, and the second part of that is, is build relationships with people older than you, with your elders, um, and seek them out humbly. Um, people who are elderly, they're, they're not stupid. Um, they're way they're ways smarter than us, and they have lived a life that we haven't. Um, and seeking advice from, from godly elderly people will be one of the best things that you can do young and find someone to mentor you. The second thing is, um, every question that you ever have Go to, this, go to Scripture. Go straight to the Word. If You may have a question, it may seem like, oh yeah, there's no verse that addresses this, but the Scripture is totally sufficient. Mm-hmm. And everything in there will be able to answer any question that you ever have. And that those are the words of God. And there's no other place that you can go to to find answers to that question that will e-
2: ever be satisfactory.
0: Awesome. George?
2: Um, the one thing that just keeps coming to my head is I think it's so important to take the time to really think to yourself about how you can make your relationship with God better um, in every aspect of your life. I mean, some of you are going to public school, which means you're not surrounded by, by the Word every single day, every single hour. So it's important to, even though you're not surrounded by it all the time, that you're thinking about it, that you know what you believe. You may be tempted. You may be whatever it is because you're around something else. You, you can stand strong in your faith in
0: God because that's what's most important. Awesome. Cody? Uh,
2: just keep on studying on your material so you don't like fail anything because once you fail, you don't have to take recovery and it's not a good thing to do. So if you do anything, just keep on studying and keep pushing through no matter what.
1: Awesome. Very practical.
2: Um, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot to say, but... I would pick one thing I would say similar to, to, uh, to Jackson's um, try to filter everything like through Jesus and through God like filter things that you're taking in maybe it's you know TV music something like that or just things in your everyday life try to filter it through God like think think about you know what? What would Jesus do? Stuff like that. Um, don't get consumed in worldly things.
0: Awesome, Jack. Um,
2: let's see. I don't. I don't even know. think. Uh, I don't know. I'd say probably in the last year, I've kind of thought more about how young and how kind of stress-free being a kid is, and. And just growing up and actually realizing all the responsibilities adults have. I don't know. Just enjoy yourself. You're in prime, prime time right now.
7: Yeah. Josh.
2: My first piece of advice would be be grateful for what you have through thick and thin, because I have lost a lot and gained a lot. And be there. Know your refill leaders. Thank you, oh, Thank you, man.
0: Thank you, Josh.
3: Okay. I have two. Uh, one funny, one serious. And I've waited years for the funny one. <laughs> I, <laughs> I still remember. I won't give the description because someone asked me not to, but the funny piece of advice I would give is don't fry bacon naked. Live, I live by that, remember it, don't forget it. <laughs> don't fry bacon naked. And now, the, the serious one that I would say is on the, on, along the lines of Jackson's, which is. Um, Iron sharpens an iron, so does one man sharpen another. Uh, keep good company. Keep good good friends that have similar views. Um, don't don't have the exact same views. Have some differences so that you can have some good conversations and be able to sharpen one another, like the verse says. So um, yeah, keep good company. Awesome, Jesse.
4: Um, I would say don't trust your emotions. Definitely don't do that. <laughs> um, and everything you feel turn to God, turn to his word because he's far wiser than you are. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Josie.
7: Um, I would say just keep going. I know that's kind of cheesy, but um, like, you know, there's times in every life can feel very stressful or it can feel like amazing or sometimes you wonder like, what even is my purpose? And I think that through all of that, it's important to just keep going because There's more that you're going to experience. There's more that you're going to go through. And it's going to answer questions that you have. And so I think that kind of ties also to the verse that I mentioned because, you know, a big part of that is trusting in God and praying and going to church and just like everyone else has said, like, um, you know, keeping company that also um, cares about God. And so, you know, just keep going no matter what happens, rely on God you will get through it and you'll move on to the next thing and have new concerns then. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, Ella, I have thought about this
5: one since like last year's senior night. <laughs> 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 um, let me think. Uh, I think mine would just be avoid being two faced, avoid having different personalities depending on where you are because we're saved and we have this light and we have the Holy Spirit within us and it's important to know that wherever we are, we can't suppress that and it's important to be the person we are in this building wherever we go and to spread that light to whoever we meet.
0: Alyssa.
6: Mine's definitely kind of cheesy, but just be, be kind to everybody because I mean, I know a lot of people like in here go like they're homeschooled, but if you're in public school, you know, you can walk down the hallway and you just hear bad things all day long. People being mean, people just negative everywhere, negativity. And, and, I just, I think that one person can really change somebody's life and you don't know if you're going to be that person to somebody. So just be kind to everybody you meet.
0: Awesome. We give a hand to our seniors for all the advice. Um, Do you see why we uh, started so early? I want to, they have things that you need to hear them say. And um, I'm glad that you got to hear them say that. Now we have a tradition that we do. um, during our senior night and it's that we read a story together. We read a book together. You remember when you were a kid and you went to library for story hour? We're going to have story hour. And um, the, the, the book we always read together is good old Dr. Seuss's Oh, the places you'll go! I'm glad this one didn't get canceled. Um, so um, we're going to read it together. Now you remember a story hour at the library? You don't sit in chairs, right? You sit in the floor. So I want to ask the whole youth to come on up here. You can sit on the stage if you want. You can sit below the stage, but get get up here and have a seat um, somewhere here on the floor. And we're going to read this uh, story together. So come on in here. You can get close, your brothers and sisters in Christ. Hopefully, everybody has deodorant on, right? So, um, not everybody's going to be able to see on the, book, the the pages on the book. So, you can look at the screen up here or you can look at the screen back here as we read together, okay? So, I'm going to be try to uh, turn over here to read it to our seniors, okay? Um, so, here we go. Congratulations, today is your day. You're off to great places. You're off and away. You have brains in your head, you have feet in your shoes, you can steer yourself any direction you choose. You're on your own, and you know what you know. And you are the guy, or girl, who will decide where to go. You'll look up and down streets, look them over with care, About some you will say, I don't choose to go there with your brain full of head, or with your head full of brains (laughs) and your shoes full of feet. You're too smart to go down any not so good street. And you may not find any you'll want to go down. In that case, of course, you'll head straight out of town. It's opener there in the wide open air. Out there, things can happen and frequently do to people as brainy and footsy as you. And when things start to happen, don't worry, don't stew. Just go right along. You'll start happening too. Oh, the places you'll go. You'll be on your way up and you'll be seeing great sights. You'll join the high flyers who soar to high heights. You won't lag behind because you'll have the speed. You'll pass the whole gang and soon you'll take the lead. Wherever you fly, you'll be best of the best. Wherever you go, you'll top all the rest. Except when you don't. Because sometimes you won't. I'm sorry to say so, but sadly it's true that bang ups and hang ups can happen to you. You can get all hung up in a prickly perch and your gang will fly on. You'll be left in a lurch. You'll come down from the lurch with an unpleasant bump and then chances are you'll be in a slump. When you're in a slump, you're not in for much fun. Unslumping yourself is not easily done. You'll come to a place where the streets are not marked and the windows are lighted, but mostly they're dark. A place you could sprain both your elbow and chin. How dare, Do you dare stay out? Do you dare go in? How much can you lose and how much can you win? And if you go in, should you turn left or right or right in three quarters or maybe not quite? Or go around and sneak in from behind? Simple it's not. I'm afraid you will find for a mind maker upper to make up his mind. You can get so confused that you'll start into race down the long, wiggled roads at a breakneck, breaknecking pace, and grind on for miles across weirdish, wild space, headed, I fear, toward a most useless place—the waiting place for people just waiting, waiting for a train to go, or a bus to come, or a plane to go, or the mail to come, or the rain to go, or the phone to ring, or the snow to snow, or waiting around for a yes or a no, or waiting for their hair to grow. Everybody's just waiting. Waiting to fly a kite or waiting, for, or waiting for the fish to bite or waiting for the wind to fly a kite, waiting around for Friday night or waiting perhaps for their Uncle Jake or a pot to boil or a better break or a string of pearls or a pair of pants or a wig with curls or another chance. Everyone is just waiting. But no, that's not you. Somehow you'll escape all that waiting and staying. You'll fly to the bright places where boom bands are playing. With banner flip-flapping, once more you'll ride high. Ready for anything under the sky. Ready because you're that kind of guy. All the places you'll go, there's fun to be done, there are points to be scored, there are games to be won. There are magical things you can do with that ball, and they'll make you the winningest winner of all. Fame, you'll be famous as can be, with the whole world watching you win on TV. Except when they don't because sometimes they won't. I'm afraid that sometimes you'll play lonely games too. Games you can't win because you'll play against you. All alone. Whether you like it or not, alone will be something you'll be quite a lot. And when you're alone, there's a very good chance you'll meet things that scare you right out of your pants. There are some down the road between hither and yon that can scare you so much you don't want to go on. But on you will go though the weather be foul. On you will go though your enemies prowl. On you will go though the hocking cracks howl. We don't know what they are. Onward up many a frightening creek. Though the, your arms may get sore and your sneakers may leak. On and on you will hike and I know you'll hike far and face up to your problems, whatever they are. You'll get mixed up of course as you already know. You'll get mixed up with many strange birds as you go. So be sure to step So be sure when you step, step with care and great tact and remember that life's a great balancing act. Never forget to be dexterous or deft and never mix up your right foot with your left. And will you succeed? Yes, you will indeed. 98 and three-fourths percent guaranteed. Kid, you'll move mountains. So whether your name be ba- or Bucks or Bixie or Bray or Mordecai, Alley Van Alley, O'Shea, or whether your name is Alyssa or Ella or Emily or Josie or Ethan or Josh or Jack or Tucker or Cody or George or Jackson, you're off to great places. Today is your day. Your mountain is waiting. So get on your way. We just have a, one more thing, and sorry, I got to step over a little bit. But we always end with a challenge from God's Word, and tonight this is a verse that I've really never shared before on a senior night, um, and it's found in First Timothy chapter two, verses one and two. Um, I've kind of got it memorized, but I'll read it from my Bible to make sure I say it exactly right. Paul was writing to Timothy. Timothy was a kind of Paul's protege. He was his disciple. Um, He was the one that Paul had mentored and poured a lot of time into. So it made me think of some parallels here because a lot of you have been with us. For a long time, and some of you you may not have been with us for as long of a time, but we 've grown close pretty quick um, and Paul is writing probably his final what people believe his final letter to Timothy. This is probably his final goodbye What's, What we like tonight is this is not a final goodbye like we 've got <laughs> yeah, nobody 's leaving um, so we 're happy about that, but it was paul 's final words to Timothy. In in chapter two, verses one and two, read this. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Um, I want to encourage you tonight. Yeah, a lot of people talk about, oh, you know, we just need teenagers when they get to college to hold on to their faith. But the Bible doesn't tell you to hold on to your faith. the Bible tells you to do is to pass your faith along to others. So I was thinking about relay races and I I did way too much research on the U.S. men's 4x100 um, relay team. And what I found out is they're terrible. Like usually the U.S. just wins at everything, right? You know, back-to-back World War champs, Olympics, all that stuff. But they, they have a historically terrible record with the relay. Since 1996 they've only placed in 18 competitions, they've only medaled eight times, bronze, silver, or gold. Of those times they didn't place, 10 of those times, the reasons they didn't place is because they messed up the handoff. When I read this set of verses, especially the second verse, verse two, I see a handing of the baton. I kind of want to illustrate it. You have Paul, who was the leader, who mentored Timothy, and Paul ran his race. He actually says, whew, "Get my cardio in. He actually says, I fought a good fight. I've run the race. I've I finished my course. I've kept the faith. Paul ran a good race. He held the baton of faith well, but he didn't just hold the baton. Hi, Benjamin. He didn't just hold the baton of faith well. He handed it off. Now, Cody, I want you to run a lap. You're run just running around the auditorium. Come on, Cody. I just got up here and there you were. Go for it. Go, Cody. 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 See, in this verse, it says, what you've heard from me and I've given to you, I want you to pass it on and trust it to faithful men. So now Cody, I want you to find a faithful man in here that's not a senior and give that baton to him. Brady, I want you to get up and run a lap. You see this? What you've heard from me and was given to me, trust it to a faithful man to faithful men. Now what is the what are the faithful men supposed to do? Who will be able to teach others also. So Brady, I want you to find one guy younger than you to give that baton to. Somebody younger than you. Find a middle schooler or something. You're the same age. but Logan, go run another lap. Do you see here? Four spiritual generations. A lot of people are talking about how can, we get Chris, how can we get Christian teenagers to hold on to their faith in college? That's not God's plan for you. God's plan for you is to hold on to your faith and to pass it on. Thank you, Logan. To pass it on to others. A lot of people are like, man, I'm really sad that we're losing seniors. We're not losing seniors. We're launching seniors. We're sending you to Marshall. We're sending you to cosmetology school. We're going to send you up in a plane and you're going to be... Baton holders for Jesus wherever you go. Don't just hold on to your faith. Pass it on. I want to encourage you three things about the baton as we pass the baton. I've got a baton for each of you, actually. Maybe April, can you hand them their batons? Um, I've got a baton for each of you. And three things that we know about the baton. The first is that it has to be the right baton. I looked up the U.S. track and field regulations for the baton. It has to be a certain length. It has to be a certain circumference. And it can only be made of certain materials. The baton that you are get, have been given by our youth group. And I pray by your parents also. The baton of faith. It's not just any faith. It is what the Bible talks about. The faith. The faith that was delivered to the saints. We read here. He says be strengthened in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you've heard from me. Paul shared the news about Jesus. The teaching of Jesus with Timothy and expected him to share it with others. I went through and I don't have time tonight, but I looked through all the different series that we did at Refuel Teaching Series. We did a lot about dating uh, every year. Um, We talked about how to, we talked about your family. We talked about some theological things. Every year when we got close to Easter, we talked about the gospel. We talked about salvation. We talked about all the things that happened in your life when you were saved. We talked, we t- you learned how to study the Bible for yourself. You learned how to pray. Uh, we didn't just spend time in the classroom together. We served together. We did backpack VBSs. We went on mission trips. We spent time together outside of refuel. Um, Some of you came over to our house when you broke up with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Um, Some of us, we held on to each other at a funeral and cried together. It has to be the right baton. It has to be faith in Jesus Christ in obedience to his word. So no matter where you go and what you end up doing, as many of you have already said, take this with you and get to it often. The second thing that we know about passing the baton is there's only a limited amount of space to pass the baton. In a relay race, there's there's, there's an area of the track that you have to have the baton handed off by the time you reach the end. And this is where the US men's team really stumbled. And this is where many times teenagers and churches stumble is the transition from high school to college. You're in an interesting point in, in your life. You went from being a passenger in the car to the driver of the car. A lot of you, anyway. Uh, you, you're in the process right now of transitioning from your parents giving you rules to follow to your parents giving you advice to consider. Uh, You're going to be making the transition to your parents paying for everything, to you working to pay for everything. There are a lot of transitions, but another, I think the most important transition is that you go with, from your parents setting the spirit, many of you, your parents or your grandparents setting the spiritual temperature of your home, to you being responsible for the spiritual temperature of your life. Don't fumble the handoff. You know, one of the, one of, They say one of the reasons that often the baton is dropped is because the, the, no, the, the, the one who's handing it off doesn't know what to let go and the person who's grabbing it doesn't know when to hold on tight. And over the next few weeks and months, you get to serve with us. You get to do backpack VBS with us and we, and we get to have you during the summer. There's going to be a time when we're not going to see each other as often and that's Okay. But don't fumble the handoff. The next six months of your life are probably the most important six months you'll ever live because you're going to be making a lot of decisions about what you're going to do with God and what you're going to do with your life. So don't fumble a handoff. And finally, the encouragement I want to leave you with is a dropped baton doesn't mean the race is over. According to the track and field rules, which I looked up, if a, if a runner drops the baton... The one who dropped the baton may pick it up and continue with the race. There are going to be times in your life where you don't make the right decision. There are going to be times in your life where you thought you you should have done this, but you shouldn't have. There are going to be times in your life where you realize you've let your, your, your walk with God become virtually non-existent. Many times when we mess up, we just look at a dropped baton We wonder how it happened. We wonder how we could ever get back in the race. We think about who else we could blame for the drop baton. But you know what we need to do? We need to pick it up and keep running for Jesus. And I'll tell you what's been kind of a joy for April and I, and I'm sure a lot of our Refuel leaders, is that as we've served, this is my 11th year, um, we've been able to now Half of the conversations we have with people are with our refuel teenagers and half of the conversations that we have are former refuelers who have reached out to us and want to reconnect with God and want to rededicate their lives to God. I want you to know that no matter what situation you find yourself in, no matter how deep in sin, no matter how, how dark of a cave you find yourself in, you can always come back and you can always come home. You may graduate from high school, but you really never graduate from the Refuel family, we're here for you. And if you drop your baton, we'll be there to help you pick it back up. What you've heard from me and in the presence of many witnesses, entrusted the faithful men who will be able to teach others. Don't just hold on to your faith in the next season of your life. Pass it on. We're going to have a time of prayer over our seniors. And then we're going to dismiss our seniors and everybody downstairs. We got cake. We got the senior wall. Each of these seniors gets to, mark, gets to decorate their block on the senior wall. And every senior is going to get a copy of Dr. Seuss's Oh, the place you'll go. And that is what we call the refuel yearbook. So just like, you know, you you, you ask your friends to sign your yearbook, we want you to sign the yearbook, the refuel yearbook of these seniors with some encouragement, with some advice. Um, So we're going to pray for our seniors. We're going to be dismissed downstairs for cake. And we're going to have some fun together. Don't, don't, don't leave real quick unless you have to. Okay. And we want to get a picture of our seniors together before you guys go down. Okay. Um, So Leaders, come on up. Um, Teens, come on up. We're gonna. This is the. This is the big. Put people in the middle tonight. We're putting our seniors in the middle. So come around and 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 come around to these seniors. Um, Get in front of them. Get behind them. Come on in. Get this. This is no time to be cautious. This is the time. This is time to gather around these seniors. Put your hands on them. We're going to pray for them. Get in here. Get close. Reach out and touch somebody. All right. All right. Let's pray together. Let's pray. Um, God, we just, we thank you for tonight. Um, I think about the first time each of these seniors walked through the doors here, and the first time I got to meet them and know them, and I'm sure a lot of leaders think, are thinking about the same thing. I think about how many of them in sixth grade were just wild and wide-eyed and so full of life and how you've been working in their life and turning them into the people that you want them to be. Um, God, I think think about the talents and the gifts that you've given them and how I've seen so many of them just go all in and just putting all their talents and all their gifts and all their abilities on the table to serve you. Um, God, I think about the way that uh, they've responded to challenges in their life. And and Lord, I know that the last six years of their life have not always been easy. That there've been some dark things that they've had to walk through, but Lord, we're just just so so overwhelmed and encouraged to to see them here tonight, Uh, to see what you've brought them through and who you've made them to be and who you're continuing uh, to make them to be. Um, God, I pray as they take some very critical steps over the next six months, uh, transitioning to to different schools and trade schools and different different seasons of life, uh, a lot of them are gonna end up making new friends and meet new people. Uh, God, I pray that you will ground them in the gospel that they've believed. Ground them in faith in you. Um, God, I pray that no matter where they, where they go, they'll never forget that they're a child of the king. Um, they'll never forget that even when they feel um, rejected by people or when they feel overwhelmed by life circumstances, um, they're loved by you. God, I pray that when the time comes when they do drop the baton or something happens, God, that you will surround them with people who will restore them and lift them up. Um, God, I think about over the next five years and 10 years, how many of them will probably um, have families, careers. Um, God, I pray that they'll put you first in their families, that you'll put their, you first in their career decisions. God, as leaders and as students, we thank you for the honor and the privilege um, that we've had to be so close to them um, over the last years. Um, God, I pray um, that as they walk out the doors tonight. We thank you that this is not the last time they walk in and out of these doors, that we have them for the summer and we get to serve together with them and do so many exciting things with them. But God, I pray that as, as, as they walk out the doors tonight, uh, that they will feel loved and they will know that they always have a place um, they can come back to. They, can, they always have a place where they can come home. And God, we thank you for these seniors. We thank you for each one of them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Refuel podcast. If you have any questions or would like to review the notes from this podcast, be sure to download the Refuel app from the App Store on any mobile device.